Welcome to Contra Corriente's English language podcast, Migration Matters, where we look at the main news and issues affecting migrants in Central and North America over the last two weeks. I'm Tamara Pearson, English editor of Contra Corriente, reporting from Puebla, Mexico. Most people would have heard by now about the 53 migrants and refugees who died from suffocation and heat exposure in a trailer in Texas. But accidents and tragedies are a daily or weekly event for migrants, including various horrific events since the trailer last Monday, 27th of June. The media have focused on the individuals driving the truck, but the important questions are why should people fleeing for their lives and seeking help have to hide in the first place? How would people smugglers or coyotes continue profiting if there was free movement of people? In this episode, I review these other recent migration events, then look behind the curtain to what is actually spurring on the big business of smuggling. According to expert calculations, temperatures in the trailer where there was no ventilation likely reached 53 degrees Celsius or 127 degrees Fahrenheit. The trailer was found in San Antonio, Texas. Since then, just a few days ago, more migrants were found locked in toolboxes in a truck in extreme heat. U.S. Border Patrol pulled over a pickup truck for inspection. A canine dog alerted them to the back of the truck where they found coffin-sized locked metal toolboxes and found three Honduran men inside one each. It would have been very hot and difficult to breathe in the boxes. Also, just a few days ago, a three-ton truck containing around 50 migrants, including children, crashed in the south of Mexico. 13 migrants were injured and taken to hospital, but no one died. One migrant blamed the National Guard for the truck overturning. It seems the National Guard had detained the vehicle and one guard got in to drive it to the state capital, but was drinking. Another migrant said the guard was also speeding and that he had stolen the migrant's belongings and $6,000. The migrants released the videos to back up the claims. You already had the truck. What else did you want? Did you want there to be deaths? yelled one woman at the National Guard after the incident. Later, when ambulance crews were trying to take the injured to hospital, alleged smugglers and organized criminals were shooting at them and they had to radio and tell other ambulances not to come. One person who survived the trailer incident, Jennifer Yulisa Cardona Thomas, just 20 years old, told AP that she had paid the smugglers US $4,000. Another migrant, Marcial, a Mexican who died, had paid $9,000 to cross the border, wait in a house in Laredo, then board the trailer. Another migrant, not on the trailer, paid $10,000 to travel from Bolivia by land. Gabriela crossed into the U.S. hidden under piles of corn stalks in the boot of a car in sweltering heat. She now lives with her family in the U.S. as an undocumented cleaner. Traffickers justify the high prices because of the risk they face, bribes they pay, and of course they don't mention their own greed and corruption. Migrants, however, have no choice. They raise the money by getting loans from credit creditors who often are or are linked to organized crime. If migrants try to cross into the U.S. without assistance, they are at a very high risk of kidnapping, and those kidnappers demand similar or higher sums from their family. The kidnappers then release them to the U.S. where they work to pay off the debt of the loan their family took out, or the kidnappers kill them. According to the U.S. Department of Treasury, in 2017, Central American migration generated up to U.S. $2.3 billion for smugglers. If the borders were open in the same way that the Mexican border is open to tourists from the U.S., or the way many, but not all, Ukrainian refugees have been able to seek asylum in the U.S., often 
able to request asylum before they leave and not having to wait long for an answer, the traffickers will be left without any business and the dangers migrants face will be much less. The US Supreme Court has voted 5-4 to finally to end the Romania-Mexico policy. US President Biden had tried to end the policy last June, but a federal judge ordered the government to restart the program. Afterwards, migrants told EFE they were hopeful that things would move along quicker. One migrant from Oaxaca, for example, had fled her state with her children because of drug violence and has been living in a migrant shelter for the past eight months, worried because she was running out of money. Another migrant from Nicaragua said he now has an appointment with my immigration authorities this week and hopes to be able to cross to the U.S. Also on Wednesday, hundreds of refugees protested outside the U.S. consulate in Tijuana, where they requested asylum over two years ago. The processes were stopped with the pandemic as the excuse. This podcast came to you from Contra Corriente, where journalists on the ground in Central America report with depth and integrity. We provide content in Spanish and English. Head over to our website, contracorriente.red, to check it out, or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Contra C underscore HN. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter following the links in the description. Hasta la próxima!